0: we
1: Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Rich. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of being a regular Joe until the lit shows up. And then you get to be awesome. If you got the guts.
2: And if you're not awesome, your guts will be all over the place. What's the one movie want blood and gore and veins in my
1: teeth? I one. Money, dead little rat bodies want to kill. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this week we are talking about courage. What business does it have in your role-playing game? What helps it? What hurts it? Why does anybody want it to have it? Uh, to have it? Uh, because after all, this is all about winning, isn't it? You don't win in w- role-playing games. <laughs> sure, you do. You live, right? Isn't that winning?
2: Hmm. Uh. It's existing.
1: <laughs> so let's uh, let's start off with uh, uh, your own personal definition of courage. Hmm. What what do you think, Trav? Courage to me is
3: doing what you have to do, setting aside your fear, and just keeping your eye on the prize, whatever that goal is, and just any doubt, any fear, any inkling of something stopping you, you do it. And it it can come up in many things. It can come up in the workplace, personally, you know, it it just... It's an eye on the prize type mentality in the face of great adversity.
2: Okay.
3: Uh,
1: John?
2: Well... uh, I'm not going to try to define it in terms of RPGs, but it's, it's similar to what what Travis said. I mean, basically, standing up for what you believe is right, despite everything else is going to happen to you, and knowing that you're going to have to live with that decision afterwards. You know, not you know. Yes, uh, I mean, the, a lot of those folks who walked with Martin Luther King, you know. Had took courage and to stand up for what they believe was right, knowing full well that it could end up really badly for them. And no, death is not the worst thing that can happen to you. You can live with what live, live with your decision, which is harder, I believe, than just simply dying.
4: Richard, I'll agree entirely with Trav. That was about the the most eloquent way of saying it. That yeah. It's something you have to do, and regardless of the fact that you might get killed. And the situation is hard. You do it anyway, no matter what you, no matter what you have to do or fear.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, for me, it's knowing that anything worth doing is difficult, and that life doesn't hand you what you want or what you need to do or what's expected of you on a silver platter. And though the challenge might be great. It's, if it's worth it, you have to do it. You have to keep going. And that's, to me, what courage embodies, is that continuation in the face of adversity because doing it is uh, is, is worth doing. But before we continue, here's what my D&D gaming groups had to say about courage. So the question is courage. So... If you were to define it, especially in regards to your characters, what would courage be for your characters?
5: Well, my guy's a barbarian, uh, very honor-bound, very, uh, very... His family, his, his now-dead family, is very important to him, so to him, I would say courage is probably... Doing what he can to protect those that he that he has deemed his new family that he's taken on as like a surrogate family and trying to protect them and taking on as much of the brunt force, I guess, that's way In in order to protect them, putting his own life at risk for them. Okay. So his own um, life, maybe his honor, maybe his something, not necessarily even physical damage. Just being able to do what it takes to make sure we all get out safely and alive.
1: You show your courage by uh-huh. By taking care of the rest of the party.
5: Yeah, usually he's the first guy in the middle of the combat. He'll run in, charge in, try and get as much of the enemy's attentions to so okay. his friends aren't being hurt.
1: Okay, so Dave, you play a uh, an illusionist gnome, so mm-hmm. and he's a much different character than this barbarian.
6: So to me, because my character is is largely a, an intellectual, uh, both by stat and by trait. Um, I would say courage for, for Jarek would be defined as weighing the odds and choosing something that's not necessarily in your best interest or something that's not uh, not a shoe in because it, it's easy to say, you know, like if you're if you're super proficient at something to do that thing, but to go out on a limb and do something that has a chance of failing or more of a likelihood of failing than succeeding or just in general when you when you kind of weigh, weigh all the odds you, you act not necessarily in your best interest. you, you do the thing that uh, may not work, may fail um, may fail catastrophically and you know sure you know even if you're you know the, the best swordsman in the land you could miss from time to time but you know I would say courage would be charging in with a sword when swords are not your thing. So why would your character do that? You know, I'm not sure if my character necessarily would. Uh, I'm I'm largely, I would say, um, motivated by uh, wealth and Mm -hmm. self-interest. I think it's kind of one of those things that, you know, sometimes your your stomach can get bigger than your eyes when you're ordering a meal. That sort of a thing where, you know, maybe, you know, gobs and gobs and gobs of treasure or, you know, a very lucrative rich contract presents itself, but it's going to be fraught with peril. You know, that would be definitely acting still in self-interest, but something that, you know, could die, you know, could lose a limb or something. You know, just something that, in general, could um, take everything, you know, that, that's been accumulated to date and, and, you know, wipe it out. Going for broke. Okay. Ken?
7: <clears throat> yeah, well, my character is basically um, a city guard from one of those... Martial arts movies where like half the fighting people in the town who fight, fight with martial arts. Um, So he's used to some extent to protecting people, and you have to do some risky things as a city guard, you know, like catching criminals, for instance, Uh, because, you know, it can be dangerous.
1: Would you do that by yourself or would you require
7: other people to be with you? Well, I would require other people to be with me. City guards are. Generally, don't work completely alone. Uh, but then, of course, now he's in an adventuring party.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, otherwise, I would say, um, I'm courage is pretty much the same thing we've discussed already. Is that um, <clears throat> you do things that are risky um, for either for your for your goals or for your friends, which really your goal is working together. Okay. All right. Okay, they're not completely safe. Okay, Alex, what you got? Oh. well, courage for this, for my character in this game is basically uh, and without giving too much of his background, is he was previously a sailor and dedicated to the navy of,
3: of this world. And some some event occurred that now he is now pursuing a life a new life as a matter of fact in in going and sallying forth into this new experience that he,
0: he experienced the God, the the Sun God here which is below and he, he's tried. he's slowly learning about this he still has a rough around the edges and this is something completely new to him and having him go out in the world to try to Help and heal heal is his way of expressing that, and it's kind for of, him, it's going to take some time as the adventure goes along, but I believe that's a that's part of the, what's the experience that this character is going to go through. Okay.
5: Yes, you know, learning and doing new things, of course, and everybody has to have at least some kind of bit of courage to go doing it. Especially when the world is filled with dragons and lizard men and diseases. Alright, well I've heard a lot of you guys say that you would do
1: it for the party, for your friends, or whatever. So um, what's it going to take for you guys to become good friends then, so you guys can express courage in that way?
5: Uh, Probably bonding over a shared experience. Succeeding in some way, or possibly like overcoming a loss or losing something or having to recover that thing. They lost kind of just working together and kind of finding a common goal Uh that would lead them to push each other to be their best. Well, since
1: uh, it sounds like at least for your character, courage is important to Mm you. It just seems like, it sounds like this is something that's going to should be driving your behavior to make connections to other people um, Mm -hmm. and to, you know, develop a, a mutual respect. Uh, yep. because it's kind of hard to show to, to have it's kind of hard to care about what happens to other people and put yourself at risk if you don't care about those other people if you, if there's nothing in common or if you don't like them or anything yep duty, duty can only go so far i think <laughs> okay um, now this the game system itself is uh is there anything about the game system that actually encourages uh courage
5: i mean just in, as being part of an adventuring party, you kind of are expected to be no, courageous, I action mean, the there's actual, nothing that necessarily rewards or punishes for lack of courage, or that I've seen at least. Yeah. Well, if you go up against
1: a, a, a monster that's a lot well, tougher just, than you are, just you gain the, some experience points. Yeah,
7: yeah. Just consider that the game is based around fighting things. Um, it basically implies that your character is going to be going out and fighting things a certain amount of, time, of the time, and so he's going to be doing things that either objectively or looked at for the point of view of the character are courageous. I mean, even if even suppose you have like, you know, twenty hit points and you know you can take a hit, your character doesn't know you have twenty hit points and you can take a hit. And
6: I think the other thing is I there's mean, a difference between courage and stupidity. It's not necessarily throw yourself in front of the big biggest, baddest dragon or, or right. lich or something just right. because, but I, because saying, they're so much stronger than you. Right, so, but what, what I'm
7: saying is that even even if your character, according to the game system, can take a hit, since your character doesn't know how many hit points he has, really, as far as he's concerned, he's undergoing some some risk anyway at that time. Right, but, fighting the, uh, the but there's
6: also a relativity, though. Like, if you're facing a single normal rat... Versus a Dracolich, you you have a certain perception of how dangerous something. Well, is. yeah, there are and also l- limits to that. Also, definitely. if you are bloodied or not bloodied, sort of a thing, like you have a general sense of your well-being, even if you don't know hit points. And there's also a sense of knowing what you're up against and if it's insurmountable or not. Yeah. I think that you know really when it, it comes down to it, courage isn't necessarily what you're facing, but it's how you're facing it. It's mm. you know. That uh, courage is not only just about the
3: challenges of creatures or uh, being expressed as being a salesman, he has a silver tongue and he can go ahead and easily do that. While my character is more kind of military and stoic, and it'll take a little bit more
0: courage for him to speak out and express himself in that that sense of the word. And those (coughs) rewards can come into play as well, kind of social
7: rewards as well. Um, I'd add something that also, not just combat, um, is that there can be cases where the system is really working against courage? Like, for instance, back when we were fighting the half orcs and we really didn't have any reason to just slaughter everybody, um, they lied to us. We did have a reason to slaughter. <laughs> we did We back when, as far as I'm concerned, we didn't have a reason to slaughter anybody. Um, well, really, the game is pretty much requiring that we proceed, and I couldn't very well have. I couldn't very well just. Had my character get up and walk out.
1: Uh, I guarantee you that you did not have to do that. The, the, the game did not require you doing that. Well, yeah, and even, if, even if, like, the just rest to, of the. Even just to get along with the
7: other party members, I could just have my character get up and walk out. So, well, that, really, my character, by circumstances, was forced to not become, not be courageous and do what. He was pressured into doing rather than doing what he actually
6: felt was right. And I think courage is also defined as a positive trait that do-gooders have. It's not something that, for example, a courageous lich steals one less soul than they could have. Right. Well, no. So, I mean, no, no, no. I'm I'm getting to a point, though. What I'm saying is I think courage is really doing the right thing, quote-unquote, whatever your character's perception of that is, despite it being inconvenient to you. Right. It's it's kind of going out of, you know, you don't have to do it. You're choosing to do it because you know it's right. Even if it's going to set you back uh, or, you know, cost you time that you don't already have or cost you food that you don't have. It's just, it's sort of inconveniencing yourself unnecessarily for others' benefit. Courageous activity in that situation would have been to Run
7: away and not kill the orcs, at least for my character. Yeah, like
5: defying the party would have been been courageous. courageous
6: Stand up for what you believe. Instead, I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And for me, being fairly weak and fairly bloodied and pretty much hiding, um, you know, it's something that fighting back was courageous opposed to just taking off running because my character has a propensity to flee or, you know, find find shelter or you know conjure up a bush and hide in it. Um, but, make the enemy's sword taste like gingerbread. That's right. Make, make him smell like something <laughs> pleasant so that he hates himself and goes and <laughs> cries.
1: Mm. Okay, so it sounds to me like um, uh, that the less information you have about a situation, probably it offers a, a greater opportunity for courage because you're not confident of every aspect of the situation.
5: Uh, the less information, the more courage is expected. Not necessarily like just not knowing something like there's a dark room and there's something coming in there. That doesn't necessarily mean like that won't, uh, Mean it's the courageous thing to charge in there, guns ablazing, swords swinging. I think it that, would be
1: courageous to do that. Maybe <laughs> stupid as well. well, well that goes yeah, like, back to what we're
5: saying about yeah, that. That would be, be
1: more foolish than is, no, I, think, I think you can have both at the same time.
6: I mean, there's like Schrödinger's what's on the other side of my bed. Like, I wake up in the morning and I don't know what's there and what's not there. And simply stepping into my slippers is not courageous just because I don't know there isn't a bear trap. Well, if, if not you know, knowing. Had a considerable chance that's of being something that's really dangerous where there. Then, yeah. yeah, it's, I, I it's, think it's lack ra- of knowledge about something that is deemed perilous.
1: Yeah, there's a, a propensity in this particular game, which is D and D, for people to go and memorize everything about the game, everything about the game world, and I think that sometimes, especially for low-level characters, that gets in the way of courageous play because you're you're basically drawing too much on player knowledge. Uh, and your character is, you know, uh, will will say, "Oh well, uh, I know we can take them, so therefore, let's go ahead." That that to me is that's not courageous play. <laughs> well, and, Be, being in a situation where, like I don't know if we can take them, because I either a you know I I don't know them, I can't do the math, or B <laughs> uh, the I don't know enough about what they've got, so then I have to make a decision whether or not I have enough courage to do it, and B, whether or not it's important enough for me to do it.
6: But there's kind of yeah, two I mean, are... kinds of courage, then. There's Gandalf versus the Balrog, where he knows exactly what it is, and that it will probably kill him. And he does it anyways for the good of others. That, that, yeah. That's an intelligent person doing something against their best interest. And then there's the hobbits taking the ring to Mordor to destroy it, they don't know what's on the way. They don't even know the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's different kinds of courage. Some they, of them are they ignorance They can guess driven. that there will be yeah. pretty much lots of dangers. Yeah. Some of them is them. I'm weak and I know there's peril <clears throat> in my way, but I do it anyways. And sometimes it's I'm strong and I know that thing is strong uh, because you know it's not courageous for you know, Gandalf to go slay rats in the sewers. You know, it's great right. for him to fight the ball. Right, on. but
7: what Bruce was saying about um, player and character knowledge, I think, at, to some extent, um, you can use player knowledge to proxy for character knowledge. Like, if, if as a player you say, okay, they're just rats, we can take them, your character is probably going to know that rats are considered weak monsters. And, I mean, if it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. instead of rats, it's like, you know, exvarts or something, maybe
6: your character has less of an idea, but then your
7: player also probably has less of an idea because you've hardly
6: heard of them. But but to your point, though, Bruce, it's something if there's a species that as a player we've never heard of and you say you're up against, you know, steel fangs or something like that, and we're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? I don't know what its moveset is. You know, as a player, I'm more cautious with my character if I'm metagaming, whereas if I know it's a rat and I know it just has a bite and I can tell it's not diseased, you know, like there, there's a certain level I think of peril um, that I put myself in when I don't know anything as a player. But I also assume that based on kind of general knowledge, if you if you tell us what we are up against, chance has it we probably know what it is. Um, like you say, you're up against a lich, and like I may not know a lot about liches, but I know that they're evil and powerful. And I think it's just kind of general knowledge for everybody. Your characters
7: still live in the world, and they know certain things about the world. And player knowledge can sometimes be an approximation to that. I mean, everybody's heard of liches and dragons. Not many people have heard of well. If I name something, it's probably something you haven't heard of. <laughs> so when you say you're running, you're running up, you're running across a lich. I mean, both you. And your character are going to know that glitches are dangerous, regardless of whether you know it's got, you know, eight hit dice and cast seventh-level spells.
1: Okay, all right. Well, thanks for your input, and we'll be
2: having
4: the podcast.
5: Cool.
0: Rex, we're being attacked. Don't you worry, Dolores. Old Rex will dodge your Sky Pirates. El Tarib, I knew I smelled something foul when I passed by Attawonga. Ha ha,
3: funny as ever, Rex. Surrender your cargo, or we will shoot you down and let the
6: carnivores
0: feast upon
7: your entrails. So, Rex, what are we going to do?
0: Well, my dear, you're going to man that 50 cal on the roof to it. Me, I'm going to do some fancy flying. Man up, Tarib. Rex Havoc is coming through.
2: Explore the world of the Hardwired Hinterland. Visit the lands of New Akron, almost Canada, and New Old New York. Deal with Sky Pirates and the natives of Edawanga. It's your new home and your new life. Make of it what you will. The Hardwired Hinterland is a systemless role playing campaign supplement from Tri Games. You can use this supplement. With any role-playing game rules that you like. Available as a PDF from tritechgames.com. That's tritechgames.com. Come to the Hardwire lands and let your imagination soar! Curse
6: you,
0: Havak! You haven't seen the last of me! Yeah, well, the first of you turns my stomach. Hasty lumbagos, to reeb. What? Shut up and keep flying. Don't worry, Dolores. I'll keep them flying over the hardwired hinterland.
1: What does that have to do with role-playing games?
2: Hmm. Well, I, mean, I, I made a statement that Bruce disagreed with during our, our, our pre, pre-discussion uh, uh, postings. Because I said, you know, death is easy in role-playing games. It's living with the decision is, is the hard one. You know, for a lot of folks, I mean, I'm the opinion, maybe because of my past experience, that death is cheap in role-playing games because you can always make a new character. You know, yes, there's a lot of investment in it. But you can always make a new character. The hard part is is having your character survive that courageous v- decision and living with the results of his decision. That can be difficult because it may not have been the popular decision, so to speak, you know
1: right. but if your character is alive, he can still redeem the decision. If he's dead, it's done. yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, but it's done and that's it. Yeah, and I think it's harder to, to be courageous when you know your character may actually survive than it is when he's dead, because he's dead. Oh great, now I can make a new character and none of that crap is We're not talking for you.
1: about the player being courageous. We're talking about the characters being courageous. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's it's you could uh, and we we could go very meta on this and talk about, you know, mm-hmm. being courageous and being willing to play go outside your comfort zone and, and play a character when you've never played a role-playing game before, that that takes a certain amount of courage. You know, the, the whole fear of, um, of performance. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, the idea of, of having courage in a role-playing game, why it's it's desirable. Is it desirable, okay? Uh, or, you know, is, is it better to be a quizzling coward? For example, paranoia. Seems like there's a lot of opportunities to be courageous in the game. Yet, is it rewarded? Is it something that is actually a goal of the game? Is to be courageous? I'm not sure about that particular game.
4: Call of Cthulhu, no matter how outrageous and uh, or courageous you are, that you're still screwed.
1: Yeah, but you're
4: gonna do it anyway,
1: right? Well, you're trying to save the world in a lot of cases, right? You're trying to close that portal, kill that monster before it can gain its true power and and you know eat the world. Isn't that part of the game? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, but it, and dealing with all the gibbering horrors that come out. The trouble is, it ends up with your character living. It, it, the trouble with your characters is really don't die in. In and call of Cthulhu, they go insane and end up in insane asylum. Right afterwards.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that is that's true. That's part of the game,
4: right? So uh, of course, so it, then there's Escape from Westerville State, where you can you yeah, <laughs> buy Tritac, where you can get out of that asylum. Uh,
2: well, it's well, the Westerville State's no Arkham though.
4: Yeah, Arkham's okay. got a revolving
2: door in front.
1: All right, so let's let's. Th- <laughs> So you know, to me, um, the, the the game that first comes to mind as far as being courageous, um, or at least in the sense of doing your duty in the face of great danger, um, is Bureau 13. Yep. Oh, yes. You're, you're pretty much handed a mission, and what and and the and the primary goal of the mission is to complete the mission, and you assume that it's worthy. You assume that it's something that needs to be done. Uh, and then you have to you know, face whatever it is that's coming your way. And a lot of times, at least in the games I ran, a lot of times they really didn't know what was going on or it turned out that it was a smokescreen and it was really something else. So mm-hmm. it, it, I think that, that, that uncertainty and, and that knowledge that the, the unknown is so much greater than you creates the situations where people uh, – well, their characters need to be courageous – you know, the players themselves, you know, may, may or may not play them that way. And it also depends on how much humor you're playing in your game. You know, it's, uh, because sometimes I think humor gets in the way of courageous play, you know, Yeah.
2: also y- y- you have to vary it up because otherwise it's going to be, oh, we saved the world again. You know, those situations, I mean, I, right. I, I yeah, you, or I, or you saved the city again, you have to, you really change it up. And, uh, um, right. That, you know. that,
1: that's why, that's why nobody watches Lord of the Rings back to back. Yes. They may mm-hmm. watch all three episodes back to back, but then they don't say that was so good. Let's go watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's a long haul, a long slog to Mordor.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Of course. Now you, now you have the, the full, the full meal deal. Would you start with the Hobbit and work your way all the way to, to the uh, return of King? But yeah. <laughs> okay
1: so if somebody is forcing you to do something okay um, because you're afraid and you do it okay uh, as in like someone's gonna shoot you if you don't do it are you still courageous if you do it?
2: You'd be more courageous to tell them go ahead shoot
1: would it be or would it just be would it just be stupid or would it be courageous and stupid? well what's that what's that phrase there's a
3: fine line between bravery and stupidity yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, can't they both be true at the same time?
2: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if, if, if some demons threatening you, you know, th- you know, threatening to steal your soul unless you unless you give him the give him something he needs, something like that, and you say, here you go.
1: <laughs> so, well, again, again, my question, you know, is is if, so, if someone's forcing you to go and do something, or does that mean you're not being courageous? depends on forcing. If you're,
3: let's say you're in battle and you're, you freeze up and your commanding officer, leader, whatever is yelling at you to go out there and do what needs to be done he's forcing you to do it because he's yelling and screaming but he's just reinforcing what you wanted to do before the fear kicked in. Now if it's, you don't have someone, you know, if you just got someone threatening you give me this or this threat will be made
1: reality no i'm talking about if you if you if if you're facing something that's fearful you know, you're facing, you know, like say you're in the middle of combat and, you know, there and, and someone is, is saying, you know, I want you to go and, and take that pillbox. And, and you're like, no, no, man, I, I'm not going to do that. And he says, well, if you don't do it, then I'm going to shoot you. OK, d- does that negate the, the courage that, that got you to where you were on the battlefield for him to make that demand?
2: Yeah, I say that you're you're, not, you're basically more a fear of your life than anything else, and you you, have to, you at that point you may decide that okay, the, they may kill me at the from the, at, from the pillbox, but he definitely will kill me. That's going to be more out of fear. I mean, yeah, uh,
1: if, uh, okay, maybe yeah. maybe I'm making this clear. I'm saying is that you you. You know, by your own courage, you didn't stop at the at the edge of the battlefield. You got this far onto the battlefield amidst the explosions and the mortar fire and the and machine guns and stuff like that. But now they're asking you to do something, and you're balking at it. I'm saying that does that negate that you're actually, that you were that you're being courageous by even being at that spot in the middle of that conflict, or is it, or is it totally negated by the fact that someone now has to force you to go that extra step?
2: Well, having been in the army, you get fairly well indoctrinated into things that you wouldn't think twice about entering the battlefield. It's up until the first, till your first buddy gets cut in half or something, or a bomb explodes that you may start changing your mind. So, initially getting in that battlefield may have been fairly simple because it's what you're supposed to do. But afterwards, that's where the, as you say, the rubber hits the road you know you know I think staying on the battlefield is gonna probably take more courage than entering the battlefield because the entering the battlefield well the first time it's gonna be well yeah I, I'll survive this no you get have you get in there and both start flying and people start dying you start making second second uh, second um, not, not see so starting second thoughts about it you know uh and I think that to remain in the battlefield will take some courage at that point, you know. But then having your your sergeant tell you you gotta take that pillbox, Um that's where I think a lot of folks will start bargaining and say, well, what if I do this? What if we do that? What if we toss, start throwing grenades in there? Maybe a will you know something because you don't want to go. You you, you don't want to hit that pillbox. They got machine gun in there and it's been cutting down anyone who's been approaching it.
1: Okay, R- Richard, do you have any thoughts on this?
4: I think of it as like, I had a situation where I pulled a woman out of a burning car and, uh, basically it was, I did what I had to do. And then about five minutes later, I had a panic attack that went, Oh my God, did I just do that? You know, I didn't even think in the process of what was going on and whether I should do it. I shouldn't. I just grabbed the old lady and dragged her out of the car.
1: So you so you're you're are you saying that you didn't think that was a courageous
4: act? It was. It was I didn't think it was it a courageous was, act. I just uh, it was just there was an old lady in a burning car. What are you yeah. going to do? Y'all get a barbecue stick? Yeah. That's that's <laughs> what, marshmallows. Yeah.
1: Uh, I listed some notes here that I put on to Facebook, and I said, you know, what is courage? And I says, is it is it that you're more afraid of the consequences if you don't do it? Is that you know is that why you act courageously? Uh, is it because you made a promise? Is that, is that the thing that makes you courageous? Is it because of who is watching and who will hear of the results if you if, if you don't do a
4: certain thing? Is I'd like to think that it's is, it's the human thing to do. Hmm? Sometimes when things are at their worst, we are at our best. Well,
3: Dennis Miller said that we can be, how did he say it? Man can be the most noble and the most barbaric creature, often within the same 10-second time span. But when we are good, we shine. And that it's due to courage. We just go out there and it, it, it Rich said it best to, to throw the compliment back to him. It's part of what makes us human. We rise to those heights. And I don't think the, it's because who is watching and who will hear the results I don't see that as courage. That's more I would guess fear. You're afraid of bad press so to speak. Well, there's a matter of altruism and there's a matter of having been raised to do the right thing.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's doing the right thing because it's right. I mean, that's the other way of looking at, you know, it's it's it's, you know, it yes, it is the way you're raised. Um I mean, I, I've I've been involved in a couple of car accidents, not not myself, but accidents after the fact where I, you know, was, was help, did my best and helped out. You know, if if there was a major disaster, I'd be probably there myself, helping out and trying to rescue people, because that's the way I was raised. Uh,
1: would you say that if fear is driving you, then you're not being courageous? But if you are surmounting your fear, then you are being courageous. What do you mean by surmounting? If you're basically um, overcoming it, if you're ignoring the fear in order to get something done, then you're being courageous rather than doing it because you are fearful of the consequences if you don't do it.
3: Oh, no. the whole. But like I said, the whole point of courage is beating your fear down with a rock and saying, you know, to use the 9-11 phrase, let's roll.
1: Therefore, doing, um, doing something at sword point, you know, is, is is not courageous, even though you no. may be courageous getting there. And doing something because someone's watching you and will hear the results and that's causing you fear, that's not being courageous. But, but but with people think ill of you if you do, you know, and you're afraid of that, but you do it anyways, then as you said earlier, Trav, then that is being courageous.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, actually, picking that fear thing, here's, you know, here's a perfect example from the movie's spoilers. Uh, it's from the arachnophobia. You know, at the very end of the movie where the guy, he's laying down and, and the mama spider's crawling on him. And he's, you know, but this guy's arachnophobe. He, you know, he is scared you-know-what-less about these things. But to sit there and wait until it got in the right position so he can bring his arm down and catapult into the fire took a lot of cur- took a lot of courage. You know, instead of just being sitting there paralyzed in fear, so that that I say would be an act of, of of pure courage. Courage at that point, you know. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. So let's think about the systems that are out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what aspects of game systems get in the way of this? What we're talking about of 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 being courageous. Okay. For example, if you have a campaign that uh, has a no death clause in it, you know, everyone's agreed that nobody dies ever in this game. You know, other things can happen, but you can't die. Okay, does that get in the way of people being courageous?
2: In the face of death, yes. But in the face of ridicule and, you know, standing up for other people's rights, no. So it just, what it does says, it removes one of the things that you have to worry about, you know. But there's still those other things you have. There's still other things. Like I said, you know, if someone's busy, you know, if if you're playing a game where your 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 nation's busy persecuting another 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 uh group and you stand up for that group that's being courageous even though there's no chance you're dying you still have to live in that society and you'll be called you know well you know uh, an orc lover you know and therefore you have to live with that fact afterwards so yeah that would be uh an act of courage to stand up for other other's rights when it would actually give you no benefit whatsoever yeah do so
1: so, so sometimes, you, sometimes you have to take that butt-kicking because it's the right thing mm-hmm. to do?
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, how about this? In a lot of game systems, game design, adventure design is very managed. And uh, so much so that uh, it's pretty much you design an adventure to be winnable by the characters that are playing it. Does that get in the way of people being courageous? Knowing that the adventure is winnable.
4: One of the best GMs I ever worked under uh, was Douglas Matthews. And no matter what you did when you were playing, he always scaled everything a couple points over the top of your, your highest level character. And he made us work. And he made, he, he put the fear of Doug in us. <laughs> and okay. uh, even though at times we, we really did well and we su- even surprised him, there were still times when, like, oh, my God, you know, the dragon breathes, the dragon breathes twice and there're only four of us left.
1: <laughs> so you're saying that he always set the scenarios so that it wasn't guaranteed winnable.
4: It wasn't guaranteed. More than likely we were going to get out of it, but every once in a while it didn't. It didn't happen. Mhm. Yeah. We had to like uh, drag our butts and our dead back to town for resurrection. Yeah. Well, I'm not actually talking about where you got an abysmally
1: you know, long string of fumbles. Okay. I'm just yeah. speaking just in general. If, you know, if you know that your character, unless something really untold happens, um, or, you know, or you do something that's basically, you know, death by <laughs> uh, suicide by dragon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I attack the dragon with my sword on first level. Okay, you know, uh, uh, though that actually worked out for me once. You know that you're going to survive because the game is set up to do that. And I'm just saying, is it does that... Keep you you know especially because this a lot of the games like d and d are supposed to be heroic high fantasy and the idea of being courageous and heroic when you you know the, the game design is for you to be able to succeed at it uh almost always oh,
2: I, I, it's, it's like it's like playing the the old Giants modules you know your character is going to survive up into the very last Giants module so you know every one of those things are winnable right you does, know every one of those, you know, does, that
1: uh, keep I mean, you, does that keep you from being courageous in it?
4: I think it improves us being courageous up until that last module. Mm. Well, how, well, no, how, how fear,
1: fearful are you? How uncertain are you in any situation if you have that information?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, do the do the do the characters have plot immunity until the last? You know, uh until until the last module then, you know, it's it's yeah.
1: <sighs> now l- l- let's, let's be clear about this. Okay, you know, I, I, I do understand, you know, this is a kind of like player knowledge versus a character knowledge. So the character yeah. themselves really have no reason to think that they're gonna be able to beat these giants. So <laughs> really from the, the character standpoint, they should be just, you know, terrified. Because they're facing yeah. creatures that are three to four to five times their size, but I'm wondering if you know. But when I when I play in some of these games, a lot of times I don't get the the dramatic tension. I don't get the sense that that we're you know that these characters are really going pushing you know beyond what they think they can do you know and succeeding. But instead, you know, I'm saying I, I think I wonder sometimes whether that's because I as a player know this and is that interfering with me playing my character heroically
5: yeah
2: i mean it's like if you're playing a multi-part scenario game at a con you know you're going to survive at you know at least until the last scenario Uh, you know that you know if it's run three different days you know your character is going to be alive on the third day Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, otherwise, you know, what are you going to do for, for four hours on Sunday? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so, so yeah, that I think sure does take it out. Right. Um, unless, of course, it's, it's you know, it, the only way that multi-way changes is, is if it's a bracket game. Then you don't know. And by bracket, I mean we start out with three teams. There's only going to be one team at the end. It's gonna be made up of all the survivors of the other of the other teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Then you have a chance of being courageous because you don't know if your character is gonna survive for for that last adventure.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So you know, again, think about some of these. A lot of games have like enlarging hit points, or they have you know all kinds of. Of of uh, plot immunity points, kinds of things. Okay, these mm-hmm. kinds of protections, where you know you're you're basically your character at this point would know that that as long as he you know it, he's not going to be taken down by the first orc he runs into. As a matter of fact, he eats orcs for breakfast. All right. So if you have one of these, you know, characters that becomes you know physically powerful and and tough or has power armor on, or is a mage with this, you know, arcane shield around you. So you're really well protected. Is that gonna keep you from basically playing in a courageous character? Hmm. Is it better to have less than more if you wanna be courageous? maybe It was totally different than wanting to win this scenario. <laughs> mm, yeah. What do you think, Trav? Any ideas? My
3: definition of courage is the whole point of you beat down your fear with a rock and you do what needs to be done. If there's no fear, if you know that you're going to walk through this situation and you're not going to get a scratch, it's more showing off. You're like, yes, you can't touch me. Ha ha ha. And you walk through and do it. I don't see an element of courage there. Okay. Courage always, to me, always denotes that there is risk involved.
2: Some GMs are very, you know, they're very railish. And I almost guarantee there's at least a few GMs out there who will actually put in a scene for someone to be courageous in. Mm -hmm. And I always look at that and say, that doesn't work because you may even have picked the character who's going to be courageous in that scene. And it's like, no, I mean, it sh- there should be a lot more player agency in this situation where it's it sh- the player's actions should have consequences and it should also affect how the game goes. I mean, that's pretty much the way I run these days my games. I run them in, in a sandbox mode and I let the chips fall where they may. And you can get some really good play out of that because then the players know that their actions have consequences and their actions they can then, you know, try to make that courageous situation for themselves, okay. so they can actually show off how brave they are. All
1: right. Well, let me tr- now let me twist this a little bit. Okay, you're the mm-hmm. guy in the power armor. You're the guy with yep. the arcane spell. You're the guy, mm-hmm. you know, who's got like a zillion hit points and is practically invulnerable. Okay, or he regen. Oh, I'm playing he- Warhammer. Okay, really I'm radically- playing Warhammer. He really radically regenerates <laughs> like Wolverine. Okay, but you're the only one. The rest of them are very squishy. And very vulnerable. So, do you now have fear? Do you are now afraid? You know, afraid that other people are going to get, you know, hurt, and you're, and you won't. And does that cause you to do courageous things now? You know, do you, do you find? Would you find yourself throwing yourself in front of them as a body shield? Or I'll be the one to t- touch the magic urn to, to, if it's got a spell or a trap on it because I don't want somebody to die as a result. Or or, or can only the weak person actually show courage?
0: Mm.
2: I mean, yeah, you're talking basically having a brick. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I look at it. From the, if I was playing a brick, his job is to be the meat shield, you know, so I don't actually see it being courageous it has for him to be creative. it has to be in something other than combat, you know. Okay. So okay, it's it's. It, let me give you a scenario. So yeah, you're in the meat shield. Yeah, you're out there. You're covering scars all over the place. And then after the combat, you're in the you're back in the in the tavern, the the space bar, or whatever. And there's that pretty waitress you always get your eye on. Now you have to ask her out. And, you know, you're not that, you know, socially, socially uh, apt. And now you have to ask the maid, ask her out for a date.
1: So you're, you're, you're weak against, <laughs> you're weak against women, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Or you're, you're or gone, big lummings type.
1: Yeah, or guys. Or guys. Or
2: guys. You could be, you could or be- guys. Yeah, 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 and therefore asking that person out right. may take a lot more courage okay. than facing down a dozen space orcs.
1: Right, but basically <laughs> what you just said to me, John, is is that in order for him to be courageous, you have to take away his invulnerability. That's right. Okay, so uh, so in the situation I just suggested, the meat shield can't be courageous. Okay, it has to be somebody who's weaker, somebody who you know isn't invulnerable. Mm-hmm. So being invulnerable basically means you can't be courageous.
2: Yeah. Unless, okay. unless, of course, unless, of course, it's the for whom the bell tolls scenario where you basically, OK, you guys go, I'll hold the past for as long as I can. That would be courageous. You know, Okay. <laughs> you know, right. I, think, I think in the movie who, for whom the bells tolls and that's how the scene ends, how it ends with the with the, the, the guy who's survived the entire movie holding the past for as long as he can. Okay. At that point.
1: <laughs> all right. So, you know, let's turn it around now. So you've got, you're all, you're now all the weak characters. Okay. And you've got this guy who's the brick. Okay. Now, does that, does that mean now that we're like, okay, I'm not going to be courageous because we've got this brick. Okay. Let him do it. Okay. Because he's the brick or, it, or, do you still feel a need for you to be courageous, even though you're afraid, even though you know he's the, the the obvious choice to go and do something, you know, is there something in you that causes you to want to go ahead and do the courageous act anyways? Because you're afraid and you're do- and, and you're not willing to live you know with with uh, that fear making you choose the brick. Or just having the brick there always going to trump and say, send the brick?
3: Well, I think it would depend on the situation with the brick. Let's say, yeah, the, the brick can go out and, you know, all this physical damage, it bounces off him. But let's say there's other circumstances that might harm that brick. You know you got to go out there with that brick because of the fact that he may get taken down and it's up to you. In that case, then, yeah, the brick is going to be taking the physical damage, but there is that risk that you might get shot or hit or blasted too. So you're going to go out there. You're realizing I have to help my friend. Why? Again, right thing to do. He is my friend. We're on this team together, and we got to go out and do this. So, yeah, there's still a chance to be courageous, even though you got the big guy. You know.
1: Okay, uh, Richard, any any thoughts on this?
4: I'm thinking that people are sometimes basically greedy. If I don't have to, if I can stand behind the brick, this is fine. If I have to help him, I'll do that too. It's when we played city of heroes, it was very similar to that. There were very good characters and we were, di- we were all different, but we backed each other up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But all right. I'm not going after the big bad immediately because I'm going to get my butt kicked. Mm-hmm.
1: If there's only one road and it's full of orcs, uh, and, the, and the only way to get to the other end is to go through that road. If are you are you actually being courageous by going by by going down that road, or is it just you know we got to do it, we got to do it? You know, it's you know is is, is that does you know not being basically choosing the harder path and the easier path? If there were two roads and you could take the easier road with less orcs or the road with more orcs, but you go after the road with more orcs because you want to be courageous and fight the orcs. I'm saying if you only have one choice, does that get in the way of actually being courageous?
2: Hand yeah, I me mean my orc smash and hammer and we'll go after them. I mean, but that's not being courageous. That's just, you know, you know, it's time to rack up XP, you know, <laughs> survival. Yeah. Yeah. It's murder hobos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I'm, think, I'm pretty much sure that this is not courageous when you have, when you're basically having to do something that otherwise would look courageous, but you, you have no choice. It's kind of back to that whole thing about doing it at a at, at, uh, at gunpoint. You know, it's yeah. it, in this case, it's, like- it, it's just that the, the situation, the, the adventure design, if you want to move ahead, you have to do this. And yeah, I
2: mean, it's it's the GM get, setting up his courageous scenario his scene. Yeah. That's what he's doing. You know, it's like it's the, you're not being courageous. You're just simply doing his scene, and it's not it's not the same as when it's your when it's your own choice. I mean, okay. yeah, when the rails are on, the, the you really can't be courageous. You just got you're just along you're along for the ride.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, And the last thing which I think, John, you'll probably have a lot to say about uh, in this particular thing was um, if the system is too crunchy and kills any dramatic tension because it's like – I'm going to kill that orc because he's standing between me and the cave in the Mount doom, you know, I'm going to attack the orc. It says, okay. All right. Now let's go and find out, you know, uh, how, do, what's the distance and uh, what's your, uh, you know, what, what's your uh, survival bonus and and, 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 make three saving throws versus the fumes coming from, from, uh, you know, Mount doom. I mean, do systems uh, actually get in the way of any sense of doing something courageous because you you're burying, getting buried under minutiae
2: I think I'm gonna be the one that says it depends. I'm I'm playing in many games, and, and some of these Skypers are playing in Burning Wheel, which is I would say on the on the crunchy scale is about a six or seven. It's not as bad as, as uh Chartmaster, but uh or tritech Games. Mm. Uh, or
1: <laughs> hey, the one the one nice thing about tritech Games was a, a bullet in the brain was a bullet in the brain.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had, Richard, I have to say, you know, when my players were faced with taking it, you know, punching somebody and shooting them, they shot them
4: because <laughs> it was easier. Uh, if, to- God, if you're facing somebody and you have a choice <laughs> to punch them or shoot them, what would you do? Probably shoot them. But okay. they,
2: they, they But they shot them because it was easier to shoot them than it was to actually punch them. <laughs> yeah. Because of the system, Richard. Yeah, yeah. They looked at the they looked at the combat system, going, "What do I? What, active offense? Active defense? What?" You know, and yeah, they pulled a gun out and shot him. Uh, they did the Indiana Jones routine, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I play in I play in Burning Wheel. I also play um, um, games like um, Fate, uh, Fate Accelerated. So those are really at the uh, Fate Accelerated, uh, crunchy, three, maybe two. You know, it gets out of the way. Uh, I, I played, I played wushu. One, it's not crunchy at all. <laughs> you know, wushu is not crunchy at all. And I, I'll be honest to say, it really depends on the system. Burning Wheel has things in it that, yes, it looks complicated, but uh, it does allow you to do things and be and be awesome in it. You know, and uh, we just we just re- end up recording a scenario a, a seat, uh, our last session. And uh, yeah, we were awesome in that sucker. You know, there's a fight between our between the prince, our prince, and the the usurper of Scoria Deep, and yeah, it was awesome. So, yes, he has a chance of be, you know, being courageous, but also allows me to do a scene like I did with uh, where I basically was working out interpersonal si- situations where, you know, my character, he's a brewer, was working out problems with his apprentices. And I was able to do that as well. And so, it, you know, it, it's a very cr- it's a crunchy system. But, you know, I can I look at it from from fate sometimes in fate is as simple as it, as simple as it is. It can get in the way sometimes. So it, I think it really depends on the situation and how the scenario is set up, and how how it happens. So I think the game system doesn't get in your way unless unless you get people who unless your GM is unless your GM and some of the players are rules lawyers, then it gets in the way. But that's not the problem with the rules; it's the problem with the people playing the game. Okay. You know, so if someone insists to use all the modifiers available and in, in in advanced D anD D, or hey, yeah, or TriTag. No, both of them were just. Both of them had. If you ever look at the full combat system for AD anD D, yes. it was horrible.
1: <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I mean, but I, especially, especially
2: grappling rules. Grappling uh, rules. No one understood grappling rules. Yeah. But,
1: <laughs> but that's why I built that computer utility for TriTag because then it was I. I would put in a couple of things and push a button and bam! I had the results. Yeah. It, was, it was really nice that way.
2: Yeah, but and it, no it, offense, Richard. We had a lot of good. We had a lot of fun with, with that. With with the with those rules. We, we we I did simplify them a few places just to make it go faster. But and I uh, yeah, threw
4: out entirely. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah. I used all the rules except that I did it all in my head, and therefore I just you know had the people roll their dice, and I would just kind of like you know okay this is what happened by running the results in my head. So, you know, I was the, the little human computer, with, and, when I, and that's one reason why I decided to write the computer utility was so that all, if people wanted to use all the rules, they could, and it was the complexity of it was hidden from them, and, uh, and, and it ran just as fast as if they used the simpler rules. This is Bruce Sheffer saying, there are a million, million worlds out
2: there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying, keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players.
0: This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next.
3: And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Yo, brothers. This was the tri Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucka you best attribute this to the folks at Tritech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts. Because we're some bad mothers.